0: Welcome to Secrets to Victorious Living Podcast. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. I'm Lucia Claiborne. Thank you for joining me today as we discover God's secrets to help you overcome life's challenges. This will help you become victorious in every area of your life. Today's your day to start walking in and experiencing a greater level of victory. Have you ever felt like your life was completely out of control and you didn't know where to start to get it back in order? I've learned that when my life is out of control, it's because I've neglected a few very important spiritual habits. If you're like me and you want your life to be in order, the best place to begin is by getting your spiritual life in order. As I finish the series on habits today, I'm focusing on the habit of listening to God for your instructions and then exercising your faith to follow through with those instructions. When life seems to be out of order, many times it's because we either haven't asked God for His plan, or His instructions for our life, or He's given us the plan with instructions, and we've decided to do our own thing instead of following through with His plan. When we stay connected to God's plan for our life, we'll do things we never thought were possible for us to do in our own strength and our own abilities. Life will be so much fun when we decide to get our eyes off our own abilities and limitations and have the audacity to trust in and rely on God's ability in you. God has great plans for your life and He's just waiting for you to ask Him and trust Him to help you make them come to pass. He's not concerned with your natural limitations or abilities. He just wants you to have faith in Him and His abilities and the determination to see the project or job through until it's finished. He wants us to be like Paul. Like Jesus, Paul has had the most impact on the church because he wrote most of the New Testament. Paul realized that God didn't choose him because of his strengths. He chose him because of his weaknesses. In 1 Timothy 1:15 and 16, and Ephesians 3 through 8 in the New Living Translation, Paul tells us, This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I am the worst of them all. But God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst sinners. Then others will realize that they too can believe in him and receive eternal life. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. Now, according to Paul... Jesus chose him to be an apostle to encourage the rest of us because Jesus proved he could take the worst possible candidate for ministry, the person who persecuted the church by putting men and women in prison and stoning them to death, and turn him into a believer that loved people enough to live or die to get the gospel message to them. Even after Paul became a Christian, he wasn't gifted in speaking. But God anointed him, and he became one of the greatest speakers the church has ever known. If God can do this with Paul, just think about what he can do with you and me if we'll get Paul's attitude of faith and stop being so concerned about our own limitations, weaknesses, or inabilities, and just trust Holy Spirit's ability in us and expect him to do the work through us. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10 in the Amplified Bible says, But He has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness and my mercy are more than enough, always available, regardless of the situation. For my power is being perfected and is completed and shows itself most effectively in your weakness." Therefore, I will all the more gladly boast in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and dwell in me. So I am well pleased with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions and with difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak in human strength, then I am strong, truly able, truly powerful, truly drawing from God's strength. Let's look at another example in the Bible of God giving specific instructions that seem unnatural to our human nature, but allowed the Israelites to do the impossible. When Joshua led the Israelites into the promised land, he reminded himself that he had a covenant with God. He waited on God for his instructions, and then he kept going forward in faith and didn't quit in the middle of his assignment. Imagine just for a minute how differently things could have turned out for the Israelites if they had not waited to get God's instructions on how to fight the battle and raced full speed ahead towards Jericho, full of faith in God's ability to give them the victory. What would have happened if they would attack the city walls and tried to knock them down in their own strength? Well, we know that nothing would have happened and they would have probably been asking God why they were defeated as they retreated to safer ground. Has this happened to you? It's happened to me. Sometimes we try to walk out God's plan for our life and our own abilities or our own timing instead of waiting on God's timing. We get an idea of what He wants us to do and believe He has the ability to do it through us, but we don't take time to ask Him for His divine strategy, or we don't take the time to get His wisdom through prayer and reading His Word, and we rush ahead of Him and try to do things our own way. Have you ever been like me and done that? Hindsight is always twenty-twenty, and looking back, we realize we were naive, immature, and we didn't depend on him to lead us where he wanted us to go. However, Proverbs 16, 3 and 9 in the Amplified Bible gives us wisdom in how to train ourselves when we want to change our self-reliant attitude. It says, commit your works to the Lord, submit and trust them to him, and your plans will succeed if you respond to his will and guidance. A man's mind Plans his way as he journeys through life But the Lord directs his steps and establishes them When we begin walking by faith Most of us don't realize how vital it is to listen to Holy Spirit and let Him direct our steps so we can avoid messes and mistakes in our life. If we pray, be patient, and wait on God to give us an answer, then move on those instructions, we will save ourselves a lot of time and frustration. It is through faith and patience that we inherit the promises of God. As you flow with Him and not against Him— he will provide everything you need because that's how he works. It's always better to do things God's way so you can have the best results for your life. That's what the Israelites did. They got their battle plan from God before they started their attack. Sometimes God's plan of action may be extremely different than what you and how you think you should do something. Let's look at Joshua 6, 3-5 in the New Living Translation. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priests blowing the horns. When you hear the priests give a long blast on the ram's horns, have all the people shout as loud as they can. Then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. Now who in their right mind would create a battle plan like that? It didn't make sense to their natural minds, but they obeyed God's instructions, and we know the rest of the story. Many times, what God tells us to do doesn't make sense because we don't see the entire picture. This is when we have to trust Him and take a step of faith to move on His instructions, and then trust Him to make things fall into place. Since we have an Old Testament example, let's look at a New Testament example of following God's instructions. Jesus and Mary were at the wedding of Cana, and they ran out of wine. Mary knew that Jesus could help with the situation and told the servants to do whatever Jesus told them to do. I'll begin reading in John 2 and go through 10. Jesus told the servants, Fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, He said, Now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. Then when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. Have you ever wondered why the servants followed Jesus' instructions? Because to me, they seem totally illogical. However, if we'll stop and think about it for a minute, isn't that the basis for a miracle? Whatever Jesus tells you to do, do it. In the natural, what he tells us to do may be unusual, unnatural, or illogical to our way of thinking. And it may seem like a huge risk to do what he's telling us to do. 1 Samuel 15:22 tells us what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice. Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Although God's strategies don't make sense to our way of thinking sometimes, they always work and they bring us success every time we do what he tells us to do. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 in the Amplified Bible confirms this. It says, Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize Him, and He will make your paths straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. If we get in the habit of standing on these verses when God tells us to do something, they will help us stay connected to His plan for our life when He begins leading us to do something that seems impossible. Be willing to humble yourself and pray. So many times I've thought, I've got this. I know exactly what to do and how to do it, and I did it the way I thought I should do it. But afterwards, God would tell me things that I could have done or tweaked to do differently or better, and it would have turned out better and easier on me. I encourage you to allow God to use you to do something extraordinary in your life. Just pray and receive His wisdom for your next steps. Pray about your first step and then your next step. And when you get to your next step, ask Him to show you your next step. And remember, you have to be willing to take a step of faith and move. Then God will move with you. At first, it may look so overwhelming that you could never accomplish your goals to reach your dreams. But I promise you, if you will keep praying and keep seeking his wisdom, there will come a day when he changes the way you look at yourself. You'll realize you can do what he's asking you to do. Things may not change in the natural, but you will know that you've grown spiritually and are ready to tackle the job that He's asking you to do. What He's asking you to do is probably different than what He's told me to do or someone else to do. However, the successful strategies needed to accomplish the job are the same. It's the seemingly small, day-to-day choices to obey and rely on His guidance that will make your life successful. A great point to remember, whether you're conquering big challenges or small assignments, is that God never expects you to carry out His plan in your own strength. He will empower you as you obey His instructions, and He'll show you what to do if you'll just ask Him. Once you ask, take time to wait on Him to give you His instructions. He may give you a thought or one word. He may take you to a specific passage of Scripture that has your answer. Or you may just have that peace of knowing what to do. Holy Spirit will always lead you by peace. If you don't have peace or you feel that scratchy feeling down inside you, that's a great indicator that you need to stop what you're doing and ask God to clarify what He wants you to do and where He wants you to go. Once you've asked, if you don't get your answer right away, just keep praying and seeking His wisdom because He will give it to you. James 1, 5, and 8 in the Amplified Bible says, If any of you lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask of our benevolent God who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame, and it will be given to him. But he must ask for wisdom in faith without doubting God's willingness to help. For the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown about and tossed by the wind. For such a person ought not to think or expect that he will receive anything at all from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable and restless in all his ways, in everything he thinks, feels, or decides. God has promised to give us wisdom if we ask for it in faith and then believe we receive it. God's not trying to keep wisdom from us because Proverbs 8, 1 through 6 tells us, Listen as wisdom calls out. Hear as understanding raises her voice. On the hilltop along the road, she takes her stand at the crossroads. By the gates at the entrance to the town, the road leading in, she cries aloud, I call to you, to all of you. I raise my voice to all people, you simple people, use good judgment, you foolish people, show some understanding, listen to me, for I have important things to tell you. Everything I say is right. The good news is that wisdom will meet us right where we are if we'll stop and listen for her instructions. It may be the same thought coming to you several times a day, even when you try to shrug it off or dismiss it. When you recognize you've had that same thought several times, you realize it's God's wisdom crying out to you, trying to get your attention to instruct you in the way that you should go. Then you can act on it. As I close today, I want to remind you that God has great plans for you and he wants to lead you into those plans so you can live your best life now. Take time to create the spiritual habit of asking God for His instructions every day and then exercise your faith to follow through on His instructions. When you have the audacity to trust in and rely on God's abilities in you, you'll do things you never imagined were possible and you'll love doing them in the process. For more resources to live the victorious life, visit my website, luciaclaiborne.com and join me again next week as we begin a new series on walking in love. Remember, God's not mad at you. He's mad about you, and He created you to walk in victory every day of your life.